Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Justin Klein listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. I appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99 Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk, and thank you for joining me. It is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. And of course, on today's program and podcast, we operate with the same mission statement, independent thinking and shared success. And of course, we always say that because I want to make sure you understand that we're going to share all the information we have. You know, we want to make sure you understand what's independently thinking. We don't, we don't buy information. We don't buy into other people's information, other companies' information. We make our own decisions. We do buy data and we analyze the data. But we don't buy. You'd be surprised. Most, I don't say I want to say it most, but many registered investment advisors don't really manage money. They just gather money for the custodians or the big firms behind them. We don't do that. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your finance and investment questions. And when you do, of course, you did get to drive the show in any direction you wanted to. You, most people call and ask about individual stocks, but anything financial we'll talk about. So you can call me right now. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, and you can ask your questions. And, of course, we have our voice bank questions, which are questions you can ask after the live show. Leave your question, and we'll answer it on the next one. At least we'll try to do it on the very next show. The number number changes. It's 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Call right now. So let's go ahead and get to our first question of the day. Hey, guys. This is Darren in Charlotte. Thanks so much for all you do. Hey, I've got a question for you about Exxon Mobil. I bought in in February about around $52, and it's sitting up around 62 right now. I didn't know if you felt like it with the pent-up demand that there was there'd be some room for that to grow before everything kind of makes a shift over to electric vehicles. But I also know that they had their recent board elections and some green-thinking folks got on there, and I didn't know how you guys felt about how that might change the outlook for ExxonMobil going forward. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Thanks so much. Bye. Well, uh, 10 years ago, you would have asked me about ExxonMobil. I would say, oh, you can buy it, just forget about it, and put it in your portfolio and leave it alone. Now I'm not so sure because the advent of the Green New Deal and electric cars, not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that you know ExxonMobil is a producer of oil and one of the largest producers of natural gas. So I don't think its natural gas division is going to suffer, but it's not as solid as it used to be. But don't think that oil is all of a sudden going to be non, not in demand here in a few years. No. It's going to take decades, decades. Meanwhile, oil prices are rising. Not going down. I think they broke $71 a barrel, $70 a barrel today. Uh, so it's, it's oil is, is going up, and the, 
And I like the dividend. I mean, right now the dividend is 5.4% for ExxonMobil after already the price has already gone up. I think it I think it can go up higher. I think it's going up to 80 bucks. I think that's where it's going. Um, and I can't tell you if it's going to go in a week, a month, or a year. But I think within a year, it'll be around 80 bucks. I do. So I, w- I wouldn't worry about it yet. I wouldn't. It's not on my radar. And we own ExxonMobil in a number of our managed accounts. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it yet. My focus point today concerns this story. Inflation fears have been amplified by rising consumer prices. And we had a CPI number out today, so we'll talk about that. Uh, and uh, what happens if inflation keeps increasing and household incomes don't keep pace? What's going to happen? You know, the Federal Reserve is meeting, and they did a survey, by the way, a recent survey about what consumers think. And the consumers think that inflation is going to continue to go up. And a lot of times when they have the expectations of increasing inflation, inflation happens just because of the expectation. You're expecting it. My trivia question today focuses on the potential objections home sellers may encounter, the things that will turn off buyers. So that's going to be my trivia question coming coming in at the halfway point of the program. Other topics, time permitting, uh, reasons to stay bullish. Reasons to stay bullish on the market. Uh, we'll talk about the retail sales numbers. I want to do the PPI numbers. Uh, California is ending restrictions today. Today, California is opening up completely. Unlike many other places that are already open, but not California. And even after that, they still have some restrictions on large, large gatherings. So it's still not completely open. And finally, uh, Electric vehicles adoption rate in the U.S. Do you know how many electric vehicles as a percentage of overall vehicles we have on the road? So if we have 100% of vehicles, what percent of those are electric? And how fast is that percent going up? That goes to the oil question we just had. So if we can get to it, we'll get to those things, okay? The market was down today. The Dow was down, uh, ended up being down 94 points. The NASDAQ down 101 points. And the S&P down nine. So the market is still choppy, still not acting very confident. But today it was because the retail sales numbers was bad. And the market didn't like that. And, of course, we're, the market is also waiting for the Fed to end its meeting, find out what they're going to say. They're not going to do anything, my personal opinion. But what are they going to say? It's going to say things like, well, conditions are getting to a point where we may have to tighten up uh, some of the – uh, very loose money uh, that we have in place right now. What are they going to say? We're going to leave everything like it is for the foreseeable future? The market would like that. We're going to leave it alone. We're going to leave our bond buying program and our extra loose money stance alone. The market would like that. Well, I think they're going to start giving us hints that they're not going to do that. So we'll see. This is the best talk. We are headed into a quick break. But I am warmed up and ready to answer your questions, any financial investment questions. And the number is 888-99-CHART. Look at the calendar. Summer is days away. Inflation is up. Personal income is down. 
Now, maybe more than ever, you've got to optimize your portfolio investments. To do that, you'll need the right information and a planning strategy adjusted for your situation. So, you'll have questions for Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. And the Invest Talk phone lines are open now. 888-99-CHART. Hi guys, this is Yasmina from West Palm Beach, Florida. And I've been listening to you for a while, soaking it all in, learning everything, the verbiage, etc. So my question is, when you have everything in front of you, PE, the valuation, et cetera, et cetera, what is some quick math to see whether a company is a keep or a pass? You know, I, I often hear everyone calling in asking, you know, do you think this is a good price to go in at or should I sell? Well, how are you determining that? If you could share that, I would love to hear it. Thank you. Well, that's a pretty tough question. We know that from experience because, see, when we're looking at a stock, the first thing we'll look at, Justin and I look at, okay, this is a growth stock. Oh, this is not a growth stock. This is a big blue chip dividend paying stock. Oh, this is a high speculative growth potential stock. This stock has no earnings and probably won't have it. All those things come from knowing the industry that they're in, knowing what what factors apply to that industry and whether or not they have the numbers to support those, the factors to support the numbers that that stock is trading at. For instance, you know, an ExxonMobil does not trade at the same PE multiples and price of sales multiples as a, as a uh, you know, um, high growth tech stock. So it's very different. So you have to look at each of the types of companies differently. And that takes a lot of experience, okay? Then you throw in all the numbers, the fundamental numbers, and then we get to analyze that. And we can do it pretty quickly because we've looked at thousands upon thousands of stocks and the same stocks over and over and over. You pretty much pick up all the, all the information you need. Now, remember, we're also looking at a very quick and dirty method for you know, at these things as we're on the radio. We don't have a lot of time to do a lot of study, right? But thank goodness we have those years behind us that help us. So I can't really tell you, you know, this is how you do it. Because there's no one way. Someone asked me, what's an easy formula to come up with the value of a stock? I mean, well, I can give you some simple, dirty methods, a couple of easy ways, but they are not very reliable. I mean, one method is, for instance, value of stock. Take next year's earnings per share estimate and multiply it times the growth rate. The growth rate is 20%. Use the t- number 20. Multiply it times next year's earnings per share, and that's the target price of the stock. And then you say, well, what's the price of the stock today? Okay. What if it doesn't grow, though? What if it's like you know a co- company like AT&T that doesn't grow? Well, how do I evaluate that stock? You see, because there's no growth rate. What if it's growing a thousand percent a year? Well, that method wouldn't work. What if it's growing sales but not earnings? <laughs> you see, so it, it, it's, it's it, there's no simple answer. There really is not. My focus point today concerns the story about inflation fears have been amplified by rising consumer prices. What happens to inflation? Inflation continues to increase, and household incomes don't. What happens? Well, that means your cost of living goes up and your living standards shrink. The only way that that would not happen is if 
the um, if the uh, productivity number, in other words, you become more productive in the hours of work that you have, then your standard of living won't go down, even though your income goes up and prices go up. So there's you know there's a, there's a there's a number of factors that push and shove and tug at these kinds of numbers. But we're looking at most Americans feel there's going to be inflation. Most experts are thinking 4% or so next year. Okay, and that's very high compared to what we have been. Try to remember the long-term average inflation in the United States is 3.3%. For the last few years, we've been running around 2 2.5%. So it's going to 4% is almost 100%, what, 80% increase? That's a tremendous increase in inflation. 4% in and of itself is not that high of a number. It really isn't. But I remember, you know, back in, this is what happens when you get old. You start remembering back in the old days, right? That's what happens. But in the um, late 70s, or was it the early 70s? Yeah, it would probably be the early 70s to mid-70s. Inflation is running, you know, 10 to 14%, somewhere in there. And here we're whining about four. So my first mortgage was 12 and a quarter percent for a 30-year fixed mortgage, 12 and a quarter. And I thought I got a deal at that time. So we are expecting more inflation. How high is high? How high is it going to go up? Well, it's a lot of growth in a short period of time from what it used to be a year or so ago. And as the COVID restart, the common economies open around the world, inflation is probably going to pick up more. Uh, for inflation to be very sustainable, you have to have not only the cost of goods and services go up, but also salaries. So if the inflation is, uh, is consistent and durable, in other words, it, won't, it doesn't fall back down, eventually wages are going to start moving up. There's going to be demand for pressure for wages to move up. When wages move it up and cost of services and goods and services moving up, now you've got a vicious cycle going on. And that's what happened back in the uh, mid-70s or so. Wages go up, salaries up, prices up. Then back to salaries being up. Then prices up. And it was just a cycle. This is Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. So we're here today. Why am I doing this show? I do it because I like doing it, because I want to provide you with answers and strategies and just assistance in managing your own money to help you get rid of some of the uncertainty in what you're doing. So please call with your questions. We are headed into a quick break, and the Invest Talk Anytime listener line number is open, 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin, this is Matt calling from Chicago. Big fan of the podcast and the show. Was wondering your thoughts on Hawaiian Air, H-A. It's been on a pretty big tear in the recent days. 
And this was more so an reopening trade for me. And it looks like it's trading above its pre-pandemic levels. So I was curious on what you all thought on this and, and what a good point might be for me to take some profits or if I should let this thing run a little bit. Looking forward to your answer on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, I think you need to take some profits off the table now. I don't think you should get out of it necessarily, but it topped at $30. By the way, this is Hawaiian old holdings, everybody. This is an a airline. provides passenger cargo service between 11 U.S. cities, major islands, and the state of Hawaii. Okay, they didn't make money. They lost $12 in 2020. They're going to lose $6.53 per share this year. Next year, they're going to make $1.23. Sales, of course, have been crushed, so you're, it's all on re, the reflation trade, as he pointed out. So I'm looking at a chart, and I'm saying this is where it was. The price is where it was back uh, last March when the COVID just hit, $29, $30 a share. Here it is at $27.39. Notice it hit $30 a share and stopped, and then for three or four days, it's starting to fall a little bit. I take profits now. Now its ultimate high was like in the in the like sixty dollars a share in two thousand sixteen when it made five dollars and nineteen cents a share. Okay, so can it get back to sixty? Of course it could, but you know that's going to take some time. That's going to take some time. I think it's going to hit some resistance where it just already has at thirty dollars a share, and I think I'd take some profits. Doesn't mean you got to get out completely, but. It, and we had this in them, you know, as a reflation trade, and we did get out completely a while back, when, you know, because we felt it was peaking. Okay, and obviously it is. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Let's go to Joe in Minneapolis. How you doing, Joe? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I love your show. Uh, I'm looking again a pretty heavy position in my trading portfolio. Okay. I'm thinking about. Five to seven percent uh, position. That's I guess fairly irrelevant. But I'm looking at semiconductors. They've been real hot lately. Uh, and I'm looking at SOXX versus SMH. They're both semiconductors ETFs. I like SMH. It's got a lower expense. Only thing I don't like is how heavy it is in that Taiwan. Uh, what is that? TMC. Huh. That scares me a little bit. What are your thoughts? If, 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 you, if you had to pick one, do you like one over the other? Well, TC, uh, the company is Tanash Limited, I guess. I don't know how you say that. That's a China-based company. operates as a omni-channel automotive marketplace. So TC is not a tech stock, so I'm not sure. Anyways, about the tech ETFs. My worry is, is I think uh, I think they're pretty expensive and toppy right about now. Um, I think I I think I'd be careful here and just step into them and not jump into them with a big position at this point. Uh, we're we're moving into here. It is June. We're moving into the summer months. Summer months are usually choppy, okay, and usually the worst months of the year. So I think you don't have to be in a big rush to get into that sector. The semiconductor. Remember, that's the growth sector, and we've been pushing value, but value now has had a very good run. So now, you know, I might be switching. You know, uh, when a market, when a certain sector is awfully hot, you don't want to be in that sector 
or you want to cut your position down, you'll want to buy before it gets hot. And so TSM is Taiwan Semiconductor. Uh, they've been pretty, it's been pretty hot. Let's I look at Intel, INTC. I'm just checking out these. Now, Intel has got, probably got some upside potential. Um, yeah, so I would just step into it on, on, on weakness during the summer. That's what I would do if it was me. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, reason to stay bullish in the market. One is inflation. Do you realize the stock companies, the, the companies that sell widgets and make things, stay ahead of inflation? They raise their prices to maintain their their margins. And they can now raise their prices. Before, it was very difficult. But now with expectations of inflation, everybody is not bulking at higher prices. They know that they're going to be facing higher prices. So they they... It doesn't stop the companies from rising. It helps the companies from rising. So inflation actually helps public companies. It helps them. doesn't hurt them. And I think it's too soon to taper. I think the Fed is not going to taper. They're still going to be very accommodative in the money. They're going to, money is still going to be very loose. So I don't think that's a reason to get out. And I think we have... We're going to have very little economic surprises on the downside. It's going to be all mostly on the upside. So that's what I would do. Now, according to real estate agents at Caldwell Banker, it takes just eight minutes for someone to decide whether or not a property is right for them. Just eight minutes. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. You might be planning to place your home on the real estate market, but can you name at least five of the problems that will stop someone buying your home? So after the break, I will supply an answer. But for now, give me a call, 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Tuesday. Steve Peasley is here today taking your calls live. How's your portfolio doing? Are you prepared for continuing market volatility? You've got questions, so call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So before the break, I asked a trivia question. You might be planning to, to place your home on the real estate market, but can you name at least five of the problems that will stop someone buying your home? Clearly, first impressions are important, right? We curb a pill when it comes to selling a house. So if you got grime and clutter and looks bad from the outside, uh, or even on the inside, you have bad smells, you're in big trouble, okay? So <laughs> that's number one. But I'm going to run down a partial list of the home for sale problems that will almost surely turn off a buyer. Flood risk, if you're in a flood zone. So, you know, of course, you know, if you're in a flood zone, you should have realized that when you bought it, and you should have got a really good price for that property. But now if you're on the other side trying to sell it, you got the you got a problem. Noise pollution. You know, do you live near freeway, motorway, uh, train station, train tracks? Uh, you know, that kind of noise pollution is a turnoff. Rooms filled with junk. If it doesn't look clean, the inside of your house doesn't clean and doesn't look, you know, like uh, a, a nice, clean-cut area, people get turned off even though that 
my, my, my wife is a prime example. When we bought the house we're in now, it was a trashed house. But the floor plan was great. She didn't like it. She didn't like it. I said, well, why do you not like it? Well, there's trash here, and there's these windows are broken. All those things that we could fix. So you got to be, you know, you got to understand it. Bad overgrown yard, which was our house that I live in right now. You couldn't, there was a stream in the back, you know, artificial stream. And uh, it was cluttered and polluted and just wasn't working. Cleaned it all out. looks great. But not in the yard when it was like that. Old-fashioned bathrooms and kitchens. One of the number one things that buyers like is kitchen and bathrooms. If you're going to put money into your house, those are the two places you need to put money into it. they got to look good. So, remember, your house, for most people, is your most valuable asset. So, you want to make the most of the sale if you're selling it. So, those are just some of the house hunting deal breakers. So, pay attention. Let's go to Brian in San Jose. Brian. Uh, yes, hi, Steve. Thanks for the show. I have question about BlackBerry, ticker symbol BB. Uh, please let me know if now good time to buy. BlackBerry Limited, everybody. Uh, Canadian uh, company operates as a security software and service company in securing the enterprises of things. Of course, they used to be the BlackBerry phone, and so they're trying to they change trying to change their business focus. They're going to lose money this year, 13 cents a share, and they're only going to make a penny next year. The stock has moved up to uh, $14 from a low of about $5 not that long ago. You know, um, it, got, it got as low as $3 back in March when the market collapsed. Um, I don't think so. I think it's already made its run, and I don't think it makes enough money, and there's way too much risk. I, I think you should stay away from BlackBerry. I, I just don't think it's a, a solid company. They're trying to change their business model and make money with a new business model. And they might succeed. I'm not, even, I'm not saying that. But why take the risk? It's just not a good company to own right now. Just not. Thanks, Brian, for the call. George, Washington State. How you doing, George? Good. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, guys. Your show is amazing, really. I have a question about ticker ATKR, Edgar Industries. I mean, they had okay. a nice run out up, and now they're kind of retreating back and uh, I think their business, you know, has a still potential to grow. So I'm considering to take some position when they drop uh, around okay. under 70. Uh, what's okay. your opinion on it? Okay, let's look at it. Um, Atacor, at core, A-T-K-O-R-E, Inc., symbol A-T-K-R, manufactures electric yes. and mechanical products for the non-residential construction and industrial markets. So I kind of like that area. Because uh, in a recovering economy and with a new spending by the government wants to spend on infrastructure, this company might benefit from that. Their sales in the most recent quarter was up 40%. 4 40. Before that, it was up 14. And the four quarters before that, there was shrinkage of sales. So they've turned themselves around. And that's why the stock went from, you know, in the low 30s to the 70 mark because of that huge, everybody's anticipating that huge turnaround. Now you're a little late to the party, so you want to wait for a pullback. And it looks like it got up to $90 a share. So it's now at 73. This could be your pullback that you're looking for. 
and it looks like it's going to find support. At, you're pretty much right on here. Uh, 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 it, it looks like it's going to find support right at $70, George. So I think you're pretty much right on. So it could get, could go to 65 and that's another buy point if it holds that 65. So hold 70, it's a buy point. And then if it keeps going down on you, it should hold 65, and that would be another buy point. Okay? Mm-hmm. Appreciate the call. Thank you. You know, I might want to buy half your position at 70 if it goes down. See if it holds. Starts back up. Remember, we're going into the summer. It's choppy. Things are choppy in the summer. It's pretty common. So we'll see how the market does. And then when the fall comes around, the market starts to look better. So that that's the typical cycle in a, in a yearly cycle of the market. It's not always true, but it tends to be true because it's more than 50% true. Notice it's 50% mark, more than 50%. Sometimes, you know, so that doesn't mean there can be lots of times it's not true. So I thought I'd throw that out there. On almost every podcast, I like to uh, take a minute, reserve a minute, to talk about our KPP Financial, uh, our firm, Justin and I firm. Uh, here on Talk and at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And what does that mean? Well, that means we, 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 we don't buy any guidance for anybody. We don't buy into and um, buy research papers to tell us what to do. Or have some company tell us what we should be buying and selling for our client. We don't do that. We also buy for ourselves the same thing we buy for our clients. We call it parallel investing. So we put our money where our mouth is. I put, I'm in every one of my programs, every one at KPP Financial with all my money. So I spread it out. We have five different programs. I've got my money spread out in all five programs. So we will offer free portfolio reviews. You know, We'll take a look. Don't have to become a client. We'll look at your portfolio if you like, and just give you some guidance, some guidelines. Tell you what we think. Be happy to do that. You can call our KPP offices in Irvine, California. Send me an email by going to investtalk.com and click on the Contact Us button. Send me an email. I'll be happy to answer that. So you can you know, take the little riskalyzed questionnaire that will will respond to that as well. And you know, we try to touch you in many different ways and help you in different types of things. So that's what we do. There's no obligation, never is. So the sooner you do it, the better. We can help you. We want to help you. This is Invest Talk. The next question came in earlier from a listener in Ohio, and we'll play that next. There is good news for loyal Invest Talk listeners, their friends, and families. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast. Been listening for a while and have got some great advice. This free podcast is available for download anytime. Typically, each day and night, the Invest Talk Call Center receives more voicemail questions than Steve and Justin can fit into a live show format. Hi, guys. Big fan of the show. So, in the bonus program, caller questions will be played back from our voice bank and answered with brief, unbiased, and helpful responses. I think for like the next 10 years, commodities are going to be doing very well. It's in the money. You probably just want to sell it. It's a fast-paced learning podcast for the average investor. Absolutely love your show. It's free, so be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Look for Rapid Fire Hour. 
Hi, Dave from uh, Cleveland. I got a question about a healthcare company, Glasgow Smith and Klein. Symbol is G S K. It's a large cap and it has a yield of five and a half percent. I'm looking at buying it and holding it for long term. Uh, your thoughts on the company and what price would you pick it up at? Thanks. I'll be looking forward to, to your answer. Yes, it's called Glasgow Smith Klein PLC. It's a company uh, out of uh, it's a medical di- medical diversified diversified company. Um, it is trading at forty dollars and fifty seven cents. That's a very strong company. One hundred one billion dollar market cap. Always makes money. Makes lots of money. It still will make lots of money going forward. They made three dollars and six cents. That's the estimate for two thousand twenty two. Two dollars seventy three cents this year. Sales growth. It's gonna. You know. It's not. It's so big, it doesn't grow sales very fast. It's going to be in the single digits percentage-wise, if any, okay? But it will pay that 5.3% dividend. They, you know, there's a $40 company, $40.57 a stock, going to make $3.06. So that tells you that the PE is only, what, 13 well, the problem is, is that's kind of in the middle of their range, nine to eighteen. But if it, I would be a buyer of this simply because of the dividend. What are you going to put your money and make five point three percent? You know, the stock is not going to go down much. Probably won't go up much. But what do you care if you're going to make five point three percent on your money in the form of a dividend, with the potential of the stock to go up? I'm up. Uh, I think it's a great company. So should you buy it here at the price it is right now, $40.57? Well, it broke out of some some resistance at $39 and something cents. So, yeah, I'd probably go ahead and just buy it. You're going to hit some resistance at $42, $43. Okay, but that's about 5% from here, 5 6 7% from here. Remember, if you make 5% in a year by it, Capital appreciation. You're only going to make. You're also going to make how much in dividend? Another five point three. So you made ten point three percent, and something that's very solid, very safe. Sammy Fremont, how you doing, Sammy? Uh, doing well, thanks, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank uh, you. I have a question uh, on um, uh, Airbnb. Would like yes. to know your thoughts on on a good entry point there. Okay. Um, it had, as you can tell by the, the this chart, Air, Airbnb, I'll tell you what they do. They IPO'd and fell down to about 120 on within a few days of their IPO. Okay, then it rose from there, pretty choppy movements, to $219. Okay, now it's been choppy downward again and got all the way down to about 129 now it's back up to 151. So it's a roller coaster ride. So you got to be prepared for that, Sammy. So Airbnb operates an online marketplace for travel information and booking services worldwide. Airbnb, you know, very commonly used by most a lot of people. They're going to make money for the first time next year. Make eight cents a share. They have never made money before. Always lost money every year, and that's what happens when you build out a successful kind of company. Their sales rate has been very bad during COVID for obvious reasons. So this is kind of a recovery stock. People, you know, you, you got to look for a recovery of the economies worldwide, not just here in the United States, but everywhere. 
And I think that's going to happen. Now, will Airbnb go back up to, you know, two, 220 bucks or so? I think it will. I don't know how long it's going to take it, but, you know, right now it's kind of bleeding still. You know, it's, it's not, it, you know, it's not recovered. But if this is the kind of risk you want to take, you want to buy it when it's cheap, okay? So this is fairly cheap compared to its price it used to be before COVID at $219 a share. So, yeah, you know, this is the this price you want to pick it up at. You know, remember, you don't have to be in a rush because the summer's going to be choppy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Airbnb, symbol A-B-N-B, A-B-N-B. Okay, uh, retail sales shrunk seven-tenths of 1% for May. They expected it to rise five-tenths of 1%. And it shrunk by seven-tenths. That's what happened to the market today. Did not like seeing that. At the same time, the PPI number came out for May, and it was up eight-tenths of 1% when they expected it to be up five-tenths of 1%. Remember, the month before, it was up six-tenths. So inflation increasing, retail sales down. That did not set well with the market. Now, the Federal Reserve is meeting they come out with probably tomorrow afternoon with what they what they're going to say about this meeting and what they're going to do about the easy money stance they have in place are they going to stay there for how long and what kind of, they're going to stay they're not going to take a change but they're going to try, I think they might change the verbiage so that's that's what you're looking at okay and again California's ending restrictions as of today June 15th I noticed that a lot of businesses still have the signs up, and you know, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to take all those signs down and let people come in their stores without wearing a mask and stuff, but I think pretty much everybody's fed up with the mask wearing, especially since we seem to have COVID under control to some degree. So I think they're fed up with it, and they can't wait till it's over. I also believe there's probably pent-up demand out there for a lot of goods and services uh, you know, people wanting to get out, go back to Las Vegas or wherever vacation spot they like. I think that's happening. So you notice the airline prices are already jumping up pretty fast. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And of course, our work will continue after this break. We have to do these breaks, people. So get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Donald again. I'm from Pennsylvania, and I uh, had a question regarding the, the WASH rule, and I know that it applies to selling a stock at a loss. I did have a question, though. I did sell a stock that I want to purchase back, and it actually has ticked up slightly. And uh, like Buffett warns against keeping your emotions in check, that seems to have been a problem for me at this point. I do think that I'd like to purchase that stock back again. But will it create a wash rule issue? And this is uh, funds that are, are in an IRA, so they are tax-privileged. And if you could just go over the larger rules regarding the Roche rule, 
and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for what you do. Bye. So the Walsh rule really doesn't apply in an IRA because there's no taxes owed. There's no capital gains taxes owed. The Walsh rule, everybody, is if you own a position and you want to take the loss on that position, you could sell it and take the loss. Well, in an IRA, you don't have to worry about it because you don't have to apply capital losses to capital gains. There's no capital gains rule in an IRA. But in a regular account, you will take that loss and and because that, that position went down, then you can apply that to any capital gains you have and not have to pay taxes on it. But you can't take the loss today and buy it back tomorrow. The rule, wash rule says you got to wait 30 days before you can buy it back because maybe you wanted to keep it. You just wanted to realize the loss to apply to gains. But the wash rule comes into effect. So you can't do that and immediately buy it back. You can buy another stock you know, in the same industry, you know, it does the same thing, or you got to wait and buy it back in 31 days. Okay, so that's what he's talking about. But you mentioned it's all in an IRA. Capital gains, capital losses don't apply in an IRA. There's no capital gains taxes. So you don't need to worry about that. Okay, you don't need to worry about the wash rule in a retirement account. Okay. Investor vehicles, you know, that's all coming through. You know, everybody's talking about it. And there's a big demand out. And a lot of car companies are telling you that they're going to be making more and more and more and more of them, right? We know that. Well, so what is the adoption rate? That means what percentage of cars are, are electric? And how is that growing, the adopting of the new technology? So for 2020, all the cars sold and kept on the road, uh, out of all of them, 1.8% of them are electric. By the end of 2021, they expect it to be about 3.5%. GM says they will only make electric vehicles by 2035. Volkswagen said the same thing. Volkswagen says 70% of worldwide sales. Now, Volkswagen is a big auto seller outside of the United States says 70% of worldwide uh, vehicles will be electric by 2030. Bloomberg says 58% of the global passenger sales in 2040 will be electric. 58% of the global passenger. Side. So remember, that means it's still 42% gasoline by 2040. So, and it says it still will be, by 2040, 33% of all vehicles, trucks, and cars. So, that means two-thirds are still going to be gasoline-powered. That goes to the oil, ExxonMobil question early in the show. Is ExxonMobil going to suffer? Well, yeah, because they're going to lose some business, but there's still going to be lots of demand for oil, gasoline. Okay. So just be, just pay attention. You know, we have more economic news coming out this week, but the most important thing that's going to come out this week will be the Fed Reserve. Everybody's watching them. The market was down today because the retail sales were much weaker last month and inflation was higher. But it's going to all be about the Fed and what they say about interest rates or their bond buying program. You know, 
when they announce who they're gonna are they gonna change in any way, shape, or form their position. That's what we're looking for. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our podcast. It's all free. So get your Invest Talk downloads anytime you want from iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. And be sure to review and rate us. We would like that. You can browse by topic. We've mentioned that, that, been mentioned that pretty frequently these days. You can browse by topic all the podcasts we have there. So, independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.